Welcome to Real Adventures for Club Marine. Get peace of mind with Club Marine Boat Insurance. Good morning and welcome to Real Adventures from wherever you are listening right around the country. Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Habgood joining you this morning to talk all things fishing, boating and the great outdoors. Good morning, Redmond. Good morning, Patrick. Pleasure to be here as usual and uh, I'm going to get straight into it. You're straight into the news this morning. I don't like normally news, I like talking fishing, but this is a great one. We like this one. Well, we don't like it, but it's quite, it's interesting for us. A 38-year-old Mickleham man was arrested by water police officers after the intercept of a stolen boat at Point Lonsdale yesterday, but meaning Saturday week. Yes, yes. <laughs> so the, the, he was they've going, arrested him in the water. He was going through the rip. He was going, they intercepted what him. They Pull over! Police strike team arrested him in the rip at 10 a.m. Mate, they don't just pull you over. These things fly. They've got lights going everywhere. You, just, you wouldn't think you'd see the lights on the water cop boats, but they, they come up behind you and scare the crap out of you. And they got this fella, arrested him, and they towed the boat back. And I had multiple people. I didn't fish on the weekend. It was too many boats for me. But a few other people were out and seen, like, this unfolding. Yes. Didn't know what was going on, but, like, thought something was happening. And then on the news, sure enough, this has happened. They get back to his house. So they return the trailer and the boat to the original owner, which is fantastic. And you get there, and he's got more stolen boats at his house. <laughs> You're kidding me. <laughs> oh, how good how good's that guy going? But, uh, anyway, that I was pretty exciting think, for the... I always week. think that, like, when, you know, you store boats or, like, how, how secure are these places? Particularly yeah. when, you know... It's not like you don't use a boat every single week. Kari, my partner, literally just said to me during the week, because it was after that conversation, I said, have a look at this article, and she read it, and she goes, how often do boats get stolen? I said, it's the same as work, work utes, like, like work trays on the, like, on the back of your, um, I guess, people's Hiluxes or Rangers, whatever they put on the back. They can get into the back there and they take tools. It's sort of the same thing. Like They've got to go to the effort to steal the, a trailer off the back of a car as well. And but they're t- most of the time, they're taken interstate straight away. Yeah, they're gone, yeah. Covered in a wrap, you take off the bimneys. Oh, there's yep. some bloody dodgy people out there. And I, like the boat, don't get me wrong, it's how bad it is, boats getting stolen. But these people that are stealing people's light, like the way that people make money, now that really annoys yeah. me. Like Crossy, yep. Cross Country Charters, who's a good friend of the show, Zach Cross, he also does, a, actually at the GMHBA Stadium, he's got a building contract there. And he's a builder. And he got his bloody trailer knocked off the back of his car only like probably three weeks ago now. Really? And lost, I think it was something like... Thousands of Tens tools. of thousands, yep. yeah, because he, yep. he owns the business. And he, was, he's not rocking the Ryobis, is he? <sighs> Don't talk Ryobi down like that, especially when they're listening. Uh, you know pitching what? You to are, them each week. You are so right. <laughs> Ryobi, he's definitely not. We love you. <laughs> we love you. Uh, but yeah, it's just crap. But um, I'm, I'm always a bit worried about I don't have, I shouldn't say this on national radio, but I shouldn't, I don't really lock my boat up at all, but we often we have cars in front of it. So it's going to be gonna pretty say, Good hard. luck getting in yeah. your boat. Good luck to get into it. Because it's always on the water. Well, and if, you, if I hear you out there, I'll let my dog out. And good luck getting past him. <laughs> what about your boat, Pat? Yours is in storage. Do you get a bit funny on it? Uh, I check it every week. Yeah. Yeah. I, you drive past. Because I, I drive past. Yeah. Like when I had it in Queenscliff, I just never did. Yeah. It'd be an effort and a half to steal it, out Exactly right. If they're I, doing that, they can have it. <laughs> well, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> It is one of those things, though. Yeah. You do think, geez, when was the last time I actually checked it? Um, bit of news around your part of the world because there's an elephant seal that's been visiting the region for the last, what? Henry. Ten years. Henry. And he made his way, Henry, he made his way to the local BP, just filling up with fuel, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and he's on Jackie Felgate, so obviously there's the, 
the main channels, news channels around uh, Australia. We've got obviously SEN News, you know, nine, seven, and Jackie Felga. Yeah, she's not. I'm not a fan of Jackie. What? Can I, nah, she annoys the absolute crap out of me. Everything's a drama. Just be happy and just post positive stuff with seals at BPs eating diesel. No, that's not the point. And uh, not a fan. Oh, Sorry, Jackie. I can't believe this. Actually, given Jackie, I got rid. Of, I got rid of her on uh, off social media. During, You've given her the gas. Just too negative. No. I've got enough negative crap in my life. She covers need. news, mate. There's not. Always, it's not always positive. I, don't I need to know some things. Anyway, back to the seal. There's three of them getting around right now. Uh, three elephant seals. Oh, the Jack. Getting around, cat supporter. Go on. They are. Uh, they um. They are. Uh, there's one. That, one that turned up down the, down the west, down off near Portland somewhere. Uh, turned They're up. Big on the fellas. Oh, they as are well. massive. Freaking huge. My dog's big. My dog's got no chance to get one against one of these things. They are massive. And then they reckon there's another one too. So Henry, he the the, the seal, he ended up at Blair Gary the next day. So he went back into the water and. Ended up on, if you follow Jackie Felgate, ended up on uh, Blair Gowrie Marina, up uh, near Rye Boat Ramp in between there. The seal turned up there. So you do. Hey, I, um, you know, I got something during the week. This will be good. I picked up my new caravan. Lotus, is it? Yep. 2050 Trooper. Are you on the same deal as Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> my wife asked me this, not asked me the same thing. She's like, are you going to start looking like Chris Hemsworth? Unless you... The only way that I'm going to look like Chris Hemsworth is if I photocopy a picture of his face and staple it to my forehead. That is as close as I will get. No, but this is an off... I couldn't even get that close. <laughs> this is... <laughs> a, yeah, actually, I'll probably need the rest of the rig shot as well. Um, this is an off-road van. So this thing can go to about 10 days running the full electrics that it has. So fridge, stove, yeah. um, toilet, washer... 10 days off-grid. Solar. Solar. Oh, and the battery set up inside of it is significant. Yeah. So looking forward to giving How big a, is it? It's about 20 foot. So, but you're sort of pushing the, the three tonnes at the moment. So it's fine if I pick it up by myself, but a fully loaded car with all gear to go t- camping, you start to push that three and a half tonne threshold. You really do. I know you've done this. I'm going to actually ask you this one now. Off, off topic a little bit, but travelling around Australia is something that I want to do with the kids in a few years. When I say a few years, depending on age, what had you? What age were you when you did it? Yeah, with I'll, your parents. So ninety two, so I was two. Did it in ninety seven, so I was seven, and then in two thousand one we went up the east coast. So basically, it, in long and I lined up when Dad had long service leave. Yeah, both ter- uh, parents being teachers. So the, the reason we've gone the van in the end, like I love fishing. Love it, but it is so difficult just to mm. tow a boat and then load up with camping gear, especially if it's like two or three days away. And the thing that we've found with our kids, and yours will be the same, they love camping. Mm. They love going to caravan parks. Kids well, that's, do, kids I just did it at Port Ferry, kids, Big Fours. Yeah, kids do not want to go to a hotel for three days. Yeah. They actually want to experience the outdoors. And that's what we should, I think that's what we should be doing as parents. Yeah. Giving them that opportunity, so that's well, why really we've, we've got the van. What age would you recommend? So just make sure you got the van because I need to borrow it. But what age would you recommend? Well, you've taking? got the ram. So the ram. I've got the ram. Yeah, that's a deal. You can take it's the only one. Swap cars for a couple of weeks. <laughs> now, because well, I want to do a significant trip around Australia, I, I don't want to travel overseas. I've got no interest in it. My belief is there's enough to do here. I agree, and I think that we'll go down. Apart I'll, from New Zealand, one. Yeah, New Zealand. That's, that's New same. Zealand. It's Australia. They just talk a bit funnier, <laughs> but they. 
around Australia, though, I don't think I'd do the East Coast at all. Uh, the Goldie and that don't do a hell of a lot for me for that. We go to the Gold Coast for the heat. Uh, and I don't know why we always end up at Noosa and that like, instead of the other way. I think it's, it's just easy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I'm the same. It just it's always like end up there. A week. Oh, I'll just, do just Noosa. go Noosa. Yeah, yeah. that's yep. what we've done the last couple of years. Yep. Where you've got Eden and Burmy, for instance, to me, that's I do that quite a bit. So that's not a holiday for me. I want to go the other way. Got no interest in South Australia. There's weird people from there. Sorry, guys. And then we'll skip. See, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> you go Roe, Beachport, like unbelievable locations. I've, I've, that's the reason I wouldn't do it. It's only because I've done it. Yeah. That's the only reason. I've done Tumby Bay. I've done Port Lincoln. I've done uh, Roe. Roe was fantastic. You spent so much time. Yeah, there, I'd so probably skip yeah. it, go up the middle, straight to WA. Well, you're you're looking for places that you haven't been to that Heat. Time. I want hot and I want to go up the top, right around up towards Darwin and then probably come back down the middle. What age would you recommend taking the kids to do it, do you reckon? Honestly. I think I, they're too young now. No, I reckon any age is fine. Honestly, yeah. like it is easier sort of once they get to sort of five and beyond. Yeah, I just want to. Yeah, I'd love to. Because you want to be out to. Well, I want to enjoy it, it too, as well. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. Like right now, Kari can't even have it. Like, a, oh, I don't drink any alcohol at all. Cause I've got no heart. But Kari, that breastfeeding, can't even have a drink. Like, hopefully, my tick is better by then, and then we can. Uh, I can have it like just a beer with. Beer with Kari, like down in the hot Kimberleys or somewhere, and not have to worry about the kids. They can jump in the water and they can swim, and you're not going holding Mia. And does that make sense? Like, don't get me wrong, I love them growing up. Well, you're probably going to be mindful if you're going to go to the Kimberley and just jump in the water. You're going to be slow. Can you not get uh, the hint here, Patrick? I don't really like my children. I'm trying to get. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what? I reckon any anything sort of two and a half and beyond right is fine. Yep, I'm going to do it when they're about you 15, want, so I don't have to talk to them. Well, you want them, we've, we've set it up, so we've got bunks, there's three bunks at the back of the van that the kids can sleep on. Winnie, our younger, so Winnie's what, three and a half, four months old now, so she's a while away, but the other two are fine, pretty yeah. good. Um, and because you're in close proximity, I reckon they're happy to sort of be there. They know where mum and dad are, and, but it, it, yeah, the work that we've put into this, and I reckon the other thing now is like e-bikes. E-bikes have changed the, your ability to actually mm. go and explore places without having to, for you, go and ride. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't really want to – I don't want to physical exert myself no. too much. Trust me. I'm the expert <laughs> on that field, Patrick. <laughs> so we've set it up. We, we've got e-bikes in the back. And um, what I reckon we'll do – we've got that – you know that 14-foot um, pump we've got, the 13-foot little V-nos? So I reckon oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. going to sell that and – um, Something a bit smaller. Go like a three seven with like a fifteen horsepower yep. outboard. Chuck it on the roof. Well, the thing I'm thinking about at the moment, like, do you go? And I'm thinking probably not. But do you wait for like a ten horsepower um, electric outboard because you don't have the smell? You can you can sort of you can actually store it inside. Like that's the. And you just got to drive somewhere, wait three hours till it charges to drive home. Well, you help you charge it up with the batteries. It's a lot of sun up north. Exactly right. So anyway. We need to get back to the fishing. Well, I've, but, got, I've got something for you. But finally picked that up during the week. So I'm very excited. Um, we're actually going to get George from Lotus on um, next week and we'll talk about the van and Does he know how his caravan? journey started. Well, maybe you can, you can work Ryobi and you can work George next week. Yep, that'll work for me. Did you know this? A York Peninsula fisherman who has spent years unloading and selling his catches on the Port Vincent Wharf has just been told by the local council that he has to conduct his business elsewhere. elsewhere. After yes. investing in the business, in the business, he now faces a five thousand dollars fine. But the locals are sticking up for him. Love that cancel so culture. I, like seriously, get out of here. Like this ridiculous. Mate, do you know who the worst cancel is Queenscliff, the borough of Queenscliff. Like they're 
they just make life hard. It's honestly like, oh, there's a guy parked there. He's not in the way. He's not doing anything wrong. Let's ticket him. Like, you know, that was the just, beauty. So traveling to Norfolk is like going back in time. Norfolk Island, I'm saying. Um, but you can go up. You can buy catch off the dock. Like it's not the litigation that we experience like on the mainland. It's just freaking ridiculous. Did you, did you see the bull shark having to go at the dolphin up in, in Sydney? Yeah, on, I did. Three meters. Yeah. You don't think that thing was moving. Three meter bull shark chasing the dolphin feeding. You Ooh. would not want to be in the water there. It's... <laughs> Absolutely petrified, I would be. Hey, I know you went uh, You went Monday to chase a few kings and yep. you landed an absolutely stonking, stonking I've, tuna. Well, in all honesty, I have never been so angry to see a tuna. <laughs> and a big one. That's really, have, that's rubbing, that's rubbing our faces in oh it. Those that don't, that don't get an opportunity to go fishing all that often. Yeah, it's a bit selfish. Because you were not happy. Beautiful fish. But, but you landed a 42 kilo yes. Tuna. It was an absolute ripper. It was a big fish. And I, and when, you I when I seen the, it, there was a few F-bombs that got dropped. I was like... Well, you were fishing with live squid, weren't yeah, you? so what so happened, were, we went out in the morning to get king, to get kingfish bait, so live calamari, and yes. I went and did a bit of recon, and we didn't get the calamari as easy as we wanted. And as I talk about all the time, using your tides, we were in the middle... We wanted to fish the end of the tide for the kings, and the middle of the tide was when we were doing the squid, so we are just drifting really fast. We picked them off. We got just under 20. Yep which is well and truly more than enough. Anyway, head down to the heads, to the rip, and Chris O. Vasileski from Gone Fishing Charters, another good friend of the show. Getting some good fish at the moment, Chris O. Yeah, he's, he's, he got a nice king the other day, around that, yeah. um, around that one metre 15. So about yeah, that, that's about 15 big, kilo. Good fish. fish. Yeah. Well, that's what I was hoping to catch. And <laughs> I, dropped this, uh, I dropped this live bait in, this live squid. And no joke, I literally, we're drifting back with the tide, and I said to Kano, I said, I'm marking up. I'm marking up good here. I said, there's fish underneath us. All of a sudden, I'm driving the boat, like looking to where this bank is, as well as my sauna. I just, zzz, zzz, and I'm thinking, Kane, Ooh, hang so on. So we were using um, little overheads that he's got and we're winding them in. I thought he was winding it back in. And it was, zzz, zzz, and he screamed. What, what size overheads are we talking about? Oh, oh, they're little talicus, sorry. Little talicus. Oh, nice. Yeah, so talicus yep. pretends. They're bloody beautiful. Yeah, great. Sorry, point. I lost my word then. And it just screamed off and then I've, Kano's got the other two rods and looked at me and I've run down and I don't grab rods often I let everyone else enjoy so you were them. excited I wanted this kingfish and I knew <laughs> from the way this thing loaded up I've gone like in my head I've gone that's a good I've grabbed it and I'm holding it and I've gone I'm going to stop this thing so I crank up on the drag and there's banks everywhere and I'm holding it I said to Kano this thing is not a word of a lie this is 15 20 plus kilo like this is really having a go here and recommend I get a lot of chest pain and this is a good story. Ten minutes in, I'm f- still fighting it, and it's doing everything that a kingfish does, not a tuna. Yes. It is staying deep, and it's dogging. Like, it's proper under the boat, because we're going with the tide as well. You yep. got to, it's hard to picture, but it was... Then it, I, I started to work it up. I'm like, it's coming, can I get the net ready? Then it just goes... And just screamed off. Back down, though, and across a little bit, but not up. I said to Kano... Grab this, grab grab the rod, please. I said my chest is really starting to hurt right now. So when I get chest pain, I've got to stop straight away. Yep. Kano just had his appendix out. He's not allowed to lift more than two kilo. So we're <laughs> we're both completely screwed on the boat. I said to Kano, he goes, "I'll be right." So he jumped on. He had it out two weeks ago, so he's soft. <laughs> and he's he's fighting he's fighting this fish, and it started to come up in the water column. And I'm like, Kano, this might be a tuna. It's like 25 minutes in. I said, this might be a tuna. And then it went back down and started doing kingfish things and it come up and did tuna things. It was weird. And then we got at the leader, it sinker come out of the water and I couldn't see the fish. And I knew that it was a dark day and I knew that if I couldn't see any green or silver, 
and it was going to be blended in with the blue. And I've seen it, and I've literally gone, no way. Like, I was so disappointed with this fish. But... Yeah, we, we, oh, I feel so sorry for you. I know, I shouldn't say it, <laughs> but feel, it was just... I feel so... Let me just get my violin out and play it for you. Oh, like, it was just like, oh, where'd that kingfish go? <laughs> but anyway, it was a beautiful tuna, 42.8 kilo, to be exact, on the scales. Bled, so that's a beautiful fish, summer fish, about as good as it gets. And uh, after the break, I'm going to get into a tuna report for Outside the Heads, because they've been absolute pricks at the moment. You're listening to Real Adventures for Club Marine. Get flexible cover for your jet ski, boat, motor, trailer and gear, all in one policy. Clubmarine.com.au You're listening to Real Adventures for Club Marine. Get peace of mind with Club Marine Boat Insurance. Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's now time for the whip around. Thanks to Club Marine. Now, Redmond. Wait, can I steal something? Yes. You said before the break, I've got to talk about these tuna that have been pricks. You did? Is that all right? Yeah, no, no, go for it. These tuna have been pricks. <laughs> <laughs> they are literally, they had a bite just before that moon in the rough weather. And then I was out chasing the kingfish, so not tuna during the week, as we just spoke about before the break. You're talking uh, Victoria? Yep, Victoria. Yep. Out the Port Phillip Bay heads. Gotcha. No joke. Six metres of water out to 30 metres, and I didn't go any further than that. Right down for, say, just to give you an example, from the lighthouse house down to the tabletop reef, so probably like 6K, every 50 to 100 metres of a school tuna. Like, just plagues of them, plagues. And that day, I think there was two fish caught. Really? That I know of. Um, like, they're just hard to get. You can't do much, you can't do anything. It's the question I'm getting flat out. Just teaser bar it and just hope. Last week, uh, let's get to New South Wales. Uh, last week, we spoke about the big kings offshore in Sydney. Now, they're still fishing uh, yep. really well. Once again, it's the live baits that are the key. If you find the live baits and you've, you keep hearing squid are the main ones that everyone keeps squid. talking about. Yep. And if you head just a little bit south to Batesman's Bay, those marlin are red hot. Once again, 10, 12, 15 fish, some boats. Marlin are going good. And great news for your side of your boat. Bermagui is starting to see some marlin rocking up now. There's a couple caught during the week as well. Good news would have been there's no fish there. <laughs> Can't wait. It's uh, it's yes, yeah, it's, it's starting to shape up, and they reckon. I spoke to Lee Rayner during the week, and he reckons it could potentially be the best year in a long, long time. Like the really? numbers, I they reckon they're just pushing south, and they usually stop out the front of that Bermagui. Like that's where it, Eden's where they turn back around, but they hold in that eddy. Usually, we get an upwelling water there, and that's why we get so much fish. I guess, from Ulladulla down to Eden as such. Yeah. Even pushed down to uh, Lake's entrance out wide of the rigs. But this is, has potential this season to be probably the best that I've experienced since I was... Oh, I remember back when I used to go there, sort of 18, 19, 20, and we had like five, six, eight marlin days when I was there and, and whatnot. But we'll time in the run where yeah. this looks like it could potentially just hold there. Like if the water does what it's meant to do, it, it, it is seriously looking like it's going to be a record season. Like the numbers that Lee was telling me that people, because he's got a lot of contacts up yeah. and down the yeah. east coast, he reckons it's as good as it gets, which is very very exciting. Uh, locally, the Parramatta River, there's been some good brim captures as well. Once again, finding that structure, working those soft plastics has been quite successful. Uh, let's head. Further north, Redmond, we have spoken at length around Elliot Heads, the mackerel around there, um, which continue to be caught. Well, inside Elliot River, the mangrove jack are in big numbers. Hard bodies up against the uh, up against the mangroves and the yep. rocks. 
you're going to get fish. And they're big mangrove jacks. Like they're, yeah, really nice size. So, and they pull as hard as I've actually never caught a mangrove jack. Beautiful fish. Have you caught Nice them? eating as well. Yep. Never caught one. Uh, our favourite uh, holiday destination, well, when we can't be bothered going anywhere else or getting organised, uh, the Noosa River, <laughs> fishing well, Redmond. Yeah, whiting. And brim. Um, unfortunately, well, fortunately, the best success that I've had on the Noosa River was using old sausages out near the mouth. I think there's a, there is a greater technical side to them. Um, whether it be it hard body or, or, or soft body, um, but once again, finding that structure and that faster moving water. Heading over to WA now, Patrick, uh, in the West, team members of the tackle world over there, Steve, once again, no secret spot here, but he's given it away, Perth Metro, <laughs> Big Mulloway, have a look at them. Just Jesus, big Mulloway stonkers, off, that's metre plus. Off the beach, so it says Tackle World, Adelaide Metro. And uh, I just said Adelaide, sorry. I like Perth Metro. It's I a like massive, massive, uh, massive Jewfish. The beauty of a night photograph as well is you see him, the fish, and nothing else. <laughs> Especially when you're wearing a black jacket, black beanie, black hoodie, and your light's turned off. <laughs> it's really, really good. South uh, has been some decent captures uh, of salmon off the beach as well. Once again, it's those sort of... 30 to 50 gram lures, getting good depth on them and then working them back through the, the shore break, Redmond. Fishing land base off Wago, W-A-G-O-E, is that how you'd pronounce it? Uh, Don't throw me under the no bus sharks, like that. No sharks. If you've got feedback the... for Aaron and the way that he presents, please send it into our real we'll go with Wago. <laughs> Looks like it. Wago. <laughs> if it's not, it is now. Uh, snapper. There's snapper, uh, plenty of snapper land base there up to 65 centimetres. So uh, kept a few, threw a few back in the reports. Uh, balloons have been out trying to get sharks and no sharks, which is wrong because you're in the West, so you're doing something wrong. You got bait on? That's, that's <laughs> very unusual. Uh, South Australia, whiting captures once again, for, sort of from uh, Tennyson right down to, um, well, Glenelg really. And Port McDonald right now, I'm watching Port McDonald charters. Holy crap. Going off. It's just big whiting. And they, yeah. we, I think 50 we, plus. We might have reported this six weeks ago maybe and they haven't slowed down. Like, there is as many as you want. And the Wallaroo Jetty on the York Peninsula, garfish and squid, still school holidays at the minute, and it's something that you can do, and it's great entertainment for the kids. Tassie, you're going to Tassie, we're going to forget about Tassie. I don't... Well, I'll tell you what, our boys that we had on a few weeks back, they've been getting some bloody You can't forget Tassie, because it's a fishing icon of this country. It's a mecca. It's uh, it's a great place. Derwent River is... Well, Derwent, I should say. Trout, they're still going good, even though it's real hot now. You've got to fish that early morning, later in the afternoon. But there's still so many brown trout, like so many brown trout. Plastics, you can work on the banks, or you can also bent minnows. Everyone loves, uh, loves using bent minnows. And heading to Port Sorrel, which is in Tassie as well, some big offshore flathead and, like, really good stuff, 50, 60-centimetre sandies. So the best ones you can eat, in my opinion, they clean up the easiest, and there is plenty of them offshore too. And I did it during the week, just at Port Flip Bay Heads, and we had some flatty tacos and... I'm not a massive fish eater, but this nearly tastes like chicken. <laughs> that wraps up the whip around. All thanks to Club Marine. Get flexible cover for your jet ski, boat, motor, trailer and gear. All in one policy, clubmarine.com.au. We've got enough time for a couple of quick questions on our social club. If you've got a question for Aaron or I, make sure you shoot it in to our Real Adventures socials. Aaron. Does time of day make any difference when chasing kingfish? Is it worth getting up really early or going fishing at night? Cheers, Larry. Larry. I don't know. 
I don't know. They're just so temperamental. I was going to say, oh they're, God. Are they, they're the most frustrating fish they in the ocean, just aren't they? pricks of things. Tide change. Tide change is the best thing I can recommend. Yep. Working your tide changes, finding somewhere where there's current, let it. I like, I like it when it's still running, not dead, running. So working just before your tides, either way. I wish I had the answer. I fished them during the week two or two times and I spent hours and I didn't even get one. Like, I spent hours. Then you've got Lee Rayner over in Westport and Gwaine over in Westernport, and they literally worked out a tide time they're going on the tide. They're getting, and they're getting them big fish. Massive. And they're getting them in a two-hour period. Then you can't get... Then they don't even know where they go. They literally... Shut up shop. Just shut up shop. They're gone, but they're not even marking them up. Like, they get there for that period, they mark them up, and then all of a sudden they're gone. But there's no real reason for it. Like, why? Like, it's... To give you your best opportunity yep. of catching a fish, just yep. talk us through... Uh, the bait and gear just quickly because one of the questions that we get flooded with, you keep talking about obviously bridling a bait on your socials. Yep. What do you mean by that? And to give yourself the best chance, how are you rigging your live squid? Or if it's not live, your squid strips. Yeah, so bridling basically just presents your hook much better than what it does if you were just to jam it in a fish's mouth. So better hook up, I guess. Yep. And what you're doing when you bridle... Does, and is that how it presents in the water as well? Um. Yeah, this, it, it, you have less chance of tangles because it doesn't come back and bite on itself. Like the hook in, you know, just for example, if you put a f- hook through a slimy's nose, it can kink into its jaw and whatnot, and then yep. all of a sudden your bait's going to die in a couple of minutes, especially a slimy. They don't, they're a bit like me. They don't take much to get to get knocked over, Patrick. But they, uh, <laughs> they, when you bridle them, you're using Dacron on a wax thread, and you're actually running a loop, and you're running it off the hook through the nose, long story short. Yep. And you're presenting the hook, the bait... Uh, you, alive, so not dead in this, in this case. So you rig it up. I only do this, Pat, for the first start. So the start. Once I get fish, sorry, when I get fish, then I get lazy, and it's all about just getting baiting, bang, through the nose, chuck it in. While I've got time, I'll always bridle up. So marlin fishing, always bridle up because you've got a bit of time at, at times. But even marlin fishing, when I don't have time, you're on a bait ball and you lose one, I just put it through the nose and throw it in because it's not in for a long time and it hooks up pretty good. Like yep. It does hook up good. Uh, I run straights when I'm chasing kingfish uh, because I'm ticking around. I'm actually moving and I don't have time for the fish to swallow the circle because I'm always I'm trawling live baits around. So I'm using, I'm using live bait hooks, Gamagatsu live bait hooks, which work really good. Squid strip is exactly the same rig. You can run them off a, you can run them off a down rig or you can run them on a sinker bomb, Western Port rig, and just same as a whiting bait, just 10 times the size. You just want a nice strip, say 10, 12 centimetres long, an inch wide, maybe an inch and a half. Make sure it points at one end, hook it through the top once and drop it in. Squid, hook to the top of the hood, another hook underneath its sort of belly, I guess you could call it, uh, just before it goes into the section of the head, and that's where I run my second hook for a squid. And obviously, you need to run your squid backwards. So your top hook is the one that goes through the hood. That's where the pressure will go through the fish and drag the fish, because squid traditionally fish swim backwards when they're in distress yep. to get away from the predators. So, yeah, bridling is good, but you could be here all day talking about different techniques, but that there is the base sort of version of how to, uh, how to kit yourself up to chase a kingfish with live bait. That's the Social Club. You're listening to Real Adventures for Club Marine. You're listening to Real Adventures for Club Marine. Get peace of mind with Club Marine Boat Insurance. It's now time for All Aboard for Club Marine. Get flexible cover for your jet ski, boat, motor, trailer and gear. All in one policy at clubmarine.com.au. Now, Redmond, I'm excited for this one because our worst ever interviewee, ever in the history of our Real Adventures show, uh, has joined us 
this morning. Gary Rowan. Gary, welcome to Real Adventures this morning. Welcome, boys. How are we? Going very, very well, mate. Now, uh, why is he on the show? <laughs> Have you got an answer for me there? Well, that's a good question because he, he from the very first you know, start of that interview, he was rubbish last time and he's continued with that trend with, how are you, boys? Can you give us something, Gary? You're newly married, <laughs> you won a flag. I know you're halfway through pre-season. But you've spent most of your time decking for Aaron through the summer. Can you fill us in with a bit of that? Because the only reason Aaron's boat is half usable is because of how you've cleaned it. Yeah, it takes a bit of a work to clean it after him. Uh, Aaron's been through it. But, um, yeah, no, I've been good. I'll hopefully give you a bit more than I did last time. So, um, <laughs> well, it wouldn't be hard. You're very, you're very uh, he, he does have an excuse. He, he, he believed that he, he couldn't hear the question. I was down in the gym and... I was using the club's Wi-Fi and I really couldn't hear you, so I raced out and got the last bit of the, the interview in the um, in the car park. But you probably didn't even use it, so it doesn't really bother me. <laughs> no, we did, we, we did use it. We loved it. Now let's we let's desperate. we were desperate. Let's let's go back a few steps. Growing up uh, in well, country Victoria, take us through that. You spent a lot of time, obviously, in sort of farming regions, but fishing for you. Where did it all start? Um, yeah, grew up in Cobden and uh, fished a lot um, down at Boggy Creek and Lake Bull and Mary. Uh, my old man loves brim fishing, so did a lot of brim fishing um, in, at Boggy um, and then we try and catch some trout and stuff at Lake Bull and Mary. Uh, Aaron, Boggy Creek. No, 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 no. This is, this is good trivia for you. Can you name a former Brownlow medalist that's from Boggy Creek? Because I know Gary will be able to. Recent? Uh, n- well, no, no. What, what, decades ago. Decades. But I'm only two clo- close to, you know, close to the soul in terms of where we are at the category. Can you name him? I'm going to go with no. Is his last name something to do with Bog? <laughs> Gary, the Brentley uh, medalist from Boggy Creek. Uh, good old Couchy. Couchy. Great man. Rest in peace, Couchy. Phenomenal footballer. So it was brim, it was trout. Um, of recent times, you've got into a, a bit of fly fishing. Now, Aaron, Aaron, you're happy to bag most trout fishing. You haven't actually tried it, so you do need no, to give it a go. I have tried trout uh, fly fishing quite a few times. It just, it's fun. Uncoordinated. I really, I really enjoy it. It's, I really, I really like it. But uh, Gary does laugh when we uh, when we head out because we. You've actually the funniest part is you've actually used Pat's boat. More than Pat's used his boat, but it's and that's not a joke. But we often do head out and we do laugh when we go out with Pat and he takes his fly his fly rod out for a tuna, don't we? Yeah, but I always always love to see if he got one on to see it real go. You can um, understand it, but now, I could understand can't you? it. Um, yes. But yeah, I took up fly fishing just the the thrill of seeing the fish, trying to get the fly in front of it. Um, but I'm all right on a non windy day when the wind comes. I can't get it anywhere where I wanted to go. But you can understand, and Aaron doesn't understand this because you are not a fishing connoisseur like obviously we are. Yeah. But the thr- <laughs> the thrill that you get from a cast, a good cast in the right spot, there is a certain satisfaction you get from it. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. I don't get that feeling because every one of my casts is in a good spot. So <laughs> I'm just I'm just so used. To- <laughs> <laughs> now, guys, you do hang out. You've actually helped me a lot out. I've been a little bit crook over the summer, as we know, and you've been chopped me out on the deck of my boat. It's been fun. We've got some good fish. 
what, have, uh, what do you enjoy sort of getting the most out when, we, when we're heading out? Um, oh, a bit of everything. I've got the, the PB of me, me gummy with you not long ago, so that was awesome. Um, but um, just enjoy getting the variety of fish. Um, learned so much from you from um, starting, yeah. Don't. Whenever we started. Chucky, but Chucky, Chucky. What? Don't talk no. him up too much. No, but I'm we serious. Have, like, we have to keep his head <laughs> intact. I already know all this anyway. So. Yeah, but like... <laughs> Obviously, you fish with different people and they've got different techniques and all the time. Grew up with me old man and I thought that was the best way to go, but fish with Aaron and, yeah, that's even better. Um, but, yeah, things like that. Um, but, yeah, they call me the tinking now because I outdo you all the time. Um, <laughs> that's about it. Now, uh, I gave you some advice uh, pre-honeymoon and you elected not, yeah. to, not to listen to it, Aaron. Uh, Chucky, he organised... Uh, Honeymoon, etc. You know, Mel dives. I said, mate, you've got to bring the fly because you know my experience when I went with my family for family time. There's nothing more important to be a really good father is to have a bit of pat time. So when you're on as a father, Aaron, you know you're on and you can dedicate everything because you've had a little bit of self time. But you didn't follow that instructions, Chuck. You decided just to go with nothing. When there was opportunity to get out there with the fly in the in the flats, yeah, uh, there was fish there to be gotten, and you didn't. Definitely rookie mistake. Um, yeah, I got told to Pat told me to take the take the rod down, um, but fortunately, um, if I had a scene, I on forgot Insta- about it. If I had a scene on Instagram, you throwing a fly fly in the Maldives <laughs> on his honeymoon, I would not have been impressed. Not on the honeymoon side. I think that's fantastic that side of it. Off though, off the what would you call it? The boardwalk that wraps around yeah. all the little, all the little, I guess apartments you could say on the on on site on water. Can you? Did you actually see much sea life from where you were sleeping? Yeah, definitely. There was stingrays and sharks and all these different kind of fish out off your uh, off your deck. So I would have loved to just to throw in a fly out there and grab one of them, but. Um would have been cheaper to feed too. It was pretty quite expensive on the island, so <laughs> <laughs> it might have been a good cheap feed. Uh, take us through your sort of plan after retirement, Gaz. Uh, I need someone to deck you for me. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got on over the next couple of years? Um, uh, now, nah, seriously though, with your with your, you do love your fishing. Transitioning into the boating world, you do you are interested in buying a boat. You were looking at a bar crusher, I think, a few years ago, and then you sort of that sort of I guess fell through with. And then moving into retirement, you want to buy a boat? Are you you're pretty keen to buy mine? You'd be stupid if you did. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah, keen to buy a boat, but it's um, eight bucks. Why, why have get, why get buy a boat when I can just jump on with you? Exactly. Hey, I've got a serious question um, because for me it was my second granny, and I'm 33. You're 31. Um, you'd played in four prior. Take us through like the. Nerves slash anxiety of is this the last opportunity? I've had stacks anyway. Like, what's going through your head as you, you know you get to that stage in your career where, gosh, there's been you know this is the fifth, you know, against your old team because it was stressful. Honestly, for me, it was stressful enough playing, you know, Adelaide early days. You're a bit better as you get a bit older, but there's the anxiety compared to playing against your old team versus any other team. You actually can't compare it because you know the people, you know the players, and they're your old team. So that in a grand final, like talk us through that emotion. Yeah, it was a uh, definitely a, a sleepless week. 
Um, yeah, very nervous going in. Um, but this year was different. I had no injuries going into the grand final or finals period. Um, so my body was fine and I was very confident I could do what I could do in that final series. And then, yeah, leading in the grand final, playing at Swans, um, I just knew I had to do what I can do to win that game. I would you just would have hate to lose against <laughs> especially them. Um, Cause, cause yeah. you can't compare it, can you? Like nah. your old team, it just nothing compares to it, and just that anxiety you get. Like it's unless you've actually played at one team and then gone to another, you can't really convey that message on what it's like. Nah, oh, it was yeah, very stressful. But like, throughout all games, like as soon as the ball bounced, you're fine. When you run out, it was fine. But um, yeah, I even had like supporters and for the Swans wishing me all the best. So that kind of carved me down a little bit. Um, but yeah, taking Dean Rampy to the uh, to the goal square and trying to keep him deep as much as I can, and the Swan supporters are yelling at me, and yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, I don't really need this first five minutes of the game." Like, um, but yeah, no, it was good. It was good result. Does it? Like it certainly did for me. But now, does it give you that sort of um, that ability for your head to hit the pillow and be, you know? Having been so close so many times, you can actually sleep easy in a sense that you get there and you, you know, it's the stories that you have with your teammates. It's, it's such a special part of it. Yeah, I definitely. Can answer that for oh. him. He's literally said it multiple times. Like, I'm, he goes, anything could happen now in my career, I'm done. Like, it's a bit, you literally, to hear him say it, like, and you're the same as well. Like, whatever happens, injury now, he goes, I've got it. Like, you don't need to sign on. For the next five years of footy. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You got boat to, you got to, well, actually, in saying that, well, my boat's pretty cheap because it's probably coming in half. But <laughs> no, it's uh, it's been good to experience both years win the grand final as close mate. So it's been it's been good fun. But I'm I'm going to go back to the fishing side of things. How much freshwater stuff did you do? You're not getting too sentimental. <laughs> No, I just don't like footy that much. It's uh, <laughs> how much uh, freshwater fishing did you do back home compared to the saltwater side of things? Um, a lot, a lot more than saltwater. Um, no, I just need that answer because it explains yeah. a hell of a lot of fi- <laughs> about his fishing out fish, here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the old man. We never went out sea fishing. The old man got seasick all the time, so we never took the boat out. And um, if we went fishing, we'd catch sweep off a of rocks kind of thing. But that was about it. It was more, yeah, in the rivers and trying to catch stuff. Dad took me to the secret spots. The fish knew there was secret. They would never be there. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, come on, Dad. Do you fish or are you just hit here? But we, the thing I love is just being out in the water. As you, you don't like me saying that, but it's just good to be out well, there. Well, I, I agree. <laughs> it's, it's just good to be out there. It's different for you than it is. Uh, hey, last one. Were you aware uh, wedding day? that Aaron and I were more interested in the Great White that was 500 metres off the beach than, you know, mingling wedding day or wedding arvo. Oh, yeah. No, I did because I was involved in that too. <laughs> 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 I um, had a couple other mates there that were keen fishing. They came over and showed me, so it was pretty cool to look through that. Um, so for those yeah. for those uh, unaware, we were uh, – where were we? Tirandara. Tirandara. So to – you know, to paint the picture, it's about 10 minutes before Portland. Portland nationally, one of the best tuna spots, Redmond, uh, right around the country. Chucky's getting married there. 500 metres off the shore. There's a 12-foot great white shark eating... Um, well, Gummies. Gummy sharks. Oh, yeah. And um, that was our afternoon talking about those. <laughs> Not just us. I think every single person... <laughs> 
at the at the wedding. Guys, thanks very much for joining us on the show. You were uh, much better than last time. <laughs> <laughs> Not hard. <laughs> we'll see you in two years, and hopefully you're better again. Uh, thanks very much for joining us on Real Adventures, mate, and uh, good luck with the footy this year for yourself and Patrick with the old cattery. Cheers, boys. That was all aboard for Club Marine. Get flexible cover for your jet ski, boat, motor, trailer and gear all in one policy, clubmarine.com.au. It's now time for our product review of the week. Redmond, what do you have for us? Red review. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one, this one, because it can save you a bit of money because the water police and fisheries are right on this. They will go through your boat to check your safety gear. Captain they, safety. They've been everywhere lately. Yeah, they, they have been, yeah. I went to buy some flares. This is really bad, right? But I hadn't checked them for ages, and they might have been 10 years out of date. Even with all the reminders that I give on the show. Yeah, dead set. And it was just, it was actually, to be honest, it was Dad's Beano's pump that I was talking to you about earlier because we hadn't had it out for so long. They were 10 years out of date, 10 years. You've done well So there. I went to the shop, and there was no flares. Very hard to get they flares. They have been that difficult Geelong, to get. Jake's Geelong Marine will put up a post the other day in stock flares. So for him to do that must mean that yeah, I'm it's been impossible. hard to get them. Well, the good thing is, like I just said to you before, captainsafety.com.au, you can buy a whole safety kit and you can subscribe to this to keep your stuff up to date. Because so the other thing is the air canisters have a... In your life jacket. Yeah, have a use-by date as well. 12 months. It's crap. So what I do, a little tip here... Actually, I'm not going to save it for the tip, actually. Ooh, I'm, going to, I'm okay. going to save that for the tip. That's just Stick around. just a quick change. Uh, with these life jack- uh, with this kit, it's, a, it's about $399. Yep. comes in a waterproof bag. It comes with a couple of life jackets, a bailing bucket, fire extinguishers, flares, etc., torch, and paddles, depending on what you need, if that makes sense, for the size of your boat. Yep. So for $400, you can get a safety kit. It comes all in one. You don't have to do anything. But the thing that I like is you subscribe to it, and they don't let you go out like they, they literally will yeah, they're remind on you. you they're on yep. you so you subscribe to it with the dates that come and that literally says here subscribe and we'll make sure that you're never out of date so i think that's a great a uh, a great little option to subscribe to for boy you're going to spend the money anyway on safety gear and yep. a little reminder so you don't i'm always checking mine and i swear i've checked them four times in the last three months and it's not out of date for another two years but in the back of your head you're always yeah. like are they out of date or not so 100 yeah so that's a it's a it's a good little purchase that one that is our res review, our product review of the week. You're listening to Real Adventures. You're listening to Real Adventures for Club Marine. Get peace of mind with Club Marine Boat Insurance. Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's time for Red Step. Now, I nearly gave it away before. Well, I didn't really nearly give it away because I didn't have a tip. I was just, <laughs> I was just on the fly today, Patrick. And, uh, That's all right. You've been, been catching fish. It's been, fine. Yeah, been busy. Important and things. It's it's uh, it's a good one because on your boat you've got to have life jackets. Yes. And like you said before, you've got to have canisters in them. You yeah. know, in the egg yolk ones, we'll call it. That can go out a day. Twelve yep. months, roughly. Or depending, on, I think they're all about twelve months. Now you have to exchange canisters, canisters to or get them redated to make sure they're still got enough pressure. Usable. In, yep. Etc. What I have in my boat is I have two of those in my boat and then I have six foamies. Smart. I know they take up room, but yeah. I've got a cabin and under the seats, yeah. I don't use under the seat storage at all. I've got six foamies in there. They Smart. don't ever go out of date and I yeah. can never get in trouble. Coppers yes. come up to me, just whip the foamies out. They, don't even, they can't check date. They've got to be a PFD type one. I whip them out, happy days. They can't say anything. Where they're not checking egg yolks, you're not checking all that stuff. You're literally 
bang, foamy. See you later. Might Have be a nice be- day. It could be your best tip. Whoa, it's on a tight ass. <laughs> I think it's smart because they're still going to save your life. Well, I have two. I've got the bum bag one and I've got two yokies on the boat. So the bum bag one, like in the rip and stuff, jigging, you can't, it's just a pain, in, pain on the backside wearing yeah, all the big stuff. Point. So that's why I like the bum bag. Uh, and if you get attacked by a shark whilst you've been capsized in the water, um, the foam ones that you're still going to float, whereas that, you might deflate having been attacked by the shark. <laughs> I, I don't understand how you get away with wearing one by law because if you're going out a bar and you're wearing one of those yokies and you go, oh, I'm going to hit a wave, bang, you hit your head, you're knocked out, but you've got to pull the string. <laughs> That's a good point. Like, uh, you'll, really... you'll, be, you'll be right. You'll wake up in three minutes. <laughs> At least the foam is going to keep you upright. <laughs> um, that could be your best tip. Oh, God. Take us away, Patrick, for the flying gaff. The flying gaff goes to these absolute knobs that are the sovereign citizens who what's came... A, what's a who, sovereign citizen? Have you seen the... Sovereign these, Hill. These people that are recording themselves, that's idiot enough for me, uh, when police pull them oh, over. Oh, yeah. When they don't have licences. What licenses, are they called? Sovereign They call citizens. themselves sovereign citizens. I watched one during the week. A lady said, we are not driving, we are travelling. Yes. Is that the and there's another one that was talking about, you don't have jurisdiction over me. Yeah, the so, guy. Sorry, you're driving. i actually seen this video, and this is not even set up at all. I've you, literally... Like, how annoying is it? It's like bugger off. And then he sm- Is it the one he smashes the window? The copper rips, yeah, literally how many rips times the window it, out? He warns her ten times. Like, these yeah. people... I tell you what, no one, like, if I was a policeman, you'd just be just... You wonder why they get drive you nuts. I they, don't understand it. What is it? What do they count themselves as? Oh, They've got their own jurisdiction. Easy, or no, they don't. They're just nut jobs. So they don't? Like it's, they, they don't have anything they, on They them. have no jurisdiction, what these, these sovereign citizens. It means nothing. So we, the gaffes go to these so-called sovereign citizens. If you are thinking of taking up I might start sovereign on citizenship... I might um, take it on the water so I don't have to buy life jackets. Oh, just absolutely. I am not driving dangerous. the boat. I am travelling. <laughs> the boat's driving itself. <laughs> like, get off it. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed the show this morning. Going for a fish, Rabbit? What, do you, what's uh, on for what the day? day is Saturday? Uh, it's a bloody warm one today. We'll, it's going to be hot. For those in Victoria. I might even get it under the water. Maybe a oh, sneaky like crayfish. That. I wouldn't want a crayfish. You could just deliver that as well. You're more than welcome to come for a dive. You can get your hands dirty. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, We'll see you next week. This has been Real Adventures.